The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster, and I will be taking your calls today for questions or readings, whichever one you prefer. That's 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. And again, those readings, I mean, the calls can be for readings or for questions that you may have about anything, or perhaps you'll have a question about the topic I have today. Um, But before I get to the topic at hand, I'd like to just mention a few things I have coming up on my calendar. On June 11th, which isn't too far away, I'm offering an online um, evening of mediumship, Heavenly Connections, an evening of mediumship with Laura Worcester, Deanna Fitzpatrick, and Laurie Sheridan. And like I've said before, we're not going to do too, too many of these going forward online. Uh, We're going to start more doing more things in person um, as the months go on here. So not that we're going to completely uh, not do any online mediumship demonstrations, um, you know, going forward, but we're just not going to do as many. So um, if you've never had, if you're in an area where these things aren't very common and you're not able to get had to experience what it's like to see uh, mediumship communication live, uh, just check out my website. It's laurawister.com and look for Heavenly Connections, an evening of mediumship on June 11th. And that's presented by Circles of Wisdom. And also, if you're in the New England area, I've got two things coming up. Um, then I don't believe these the registrations not open yet, but just put it on your calendar because it will be soon. Um, Soul and Spirit, an evening of mediumship. And that will be in person, live, about 100 people um, at Circles of Wisdom in Methuen, Massachusetts. And that's on September. And that's my first, I believe, in person. Yay, cannot wait to see everybody's smiling faces. <laughs> Hopefully without masks at some point so we can see all your beautiful smiles. Uh, that would be so wonderful. And also, if you're in the New England area as well, I'm offering um, a class called uh, Oddly enough, just the same same as my program here, The Intuitive Life, a beginner psychic development workshop. It's an all-day workshop on September 19th, and again, that's also at Circles of Wisdom and Methuen Mass. And both of those um, events in September will be on sale soon. But you can always go to my website and sign up for my email, email newsletter to be informed when things come on. Um, I'm open for registration. You just go to my website at laurawester.com. Alrighty, so... Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was, you know, how how do you live a more intuitive life? 
Okay, and and does it mean you have to be psychic? Um, not necessarily. Actually, I, be, I believe we're all psychic. I think we're born that way. Um, as human beings, we are all intuitive. Um, but we do, uh, you know, over time as people influence us, you know, our, our families of origins, our, our friends, our family, society, um, inadvertently sometimes too will will um, prompt us to sort of submerge that awareness of our intuition and our psychic abilities. And we start to doubt what we feel is true. And because people will tell us, well, that's not true. This is better for you. That's not so good this do that and it just comes with with human nature of being led by other people and and of course as children we are oftentimes led by other people or influenced by people in some way good or bad and so um we have to sometimes relearn to trust our own intuition and um you know the the it's a lucky child whose child whose parents will encourage that to express their what they feel is true in spite of what the world tells them is, is not true. Um, I think it's wonderful to have parents who would do that. A lot of times um, parents just don't have that awareness to be able to do that until later on. So, um, so, so we oftentimes have to find our way back to that and, and clients will come in and I don't think anybody's looking for a fortune teller oftentimes when they come to see me, they're looking more for validation that what they feel is true for them is actually true. Like they just don't trust intuition enough. And there's, we all have that natural instinct, okay? And and there's, and I think instinct and intuition can be very separate, but there's also an overlap there as well, okay? So sometimes we won't get into that today, but um, there's an instinctual intuition that we all have, okay? And And our bodies will often tell us before we even know um, logically that something isn't right for us or something is good for us. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to share three tips to help you get more in tune with your intuitive side or at least feel like you have more confidence when it comes to that, okay? Because um, I really do, so many people, they just really truly deny what they know through when they go on, they talk themselves out of it they come to someone like me and I say, you know, you're right, you, you should do that or you shouldn't do this or what you're feeling. So they go, oh, my God, I know. It's like, oh, my, uh, you know, I, I've said this before. I know this sounds crazy because this is the way I do, but I'd love to get to the point where all my clients are so tuned in to their own sense of self and their own intuition that they don't have to come to me for that validation anymore. It would be wonderful. <laughs> and that if that happens, all the power to you guys, that would be fabulous. And then I'd be able to work, but that's okay. Um, Cause that's not the important thing. The more important thing is that people trust what they know to be true um, on a very intuitive level. So I've got many, many tips. I've got like pages and pages of tips of that uh, I can offer people, but I pick three and for today to share. And the, the, the reason why I pick these three is because there's one that you can put into practice right away that, inevitably will work for most people. And there's another one that you can gradually put into practice. Um, and and as you get more confident with it, um, then you get you get better. Okay. And it, it may take years, but it's it's great to put this awareness into practice. And the other one 
it's just something that fun that you can do every day or, or on a frequent basis to to um, turn up your intuition. So I want to give you all th three of those pieces and just take one if you can and put it into practice and see what happens. OK, and I'd love to hear how this how this works for you. Um, so one of one of the really simple things to do is if you have a something that you're thinking doing and something and maybe something's been nagging you and you're like, should I do this? Should I do that? Um, there's one question you can ask yourself and you get an immediate answer. And I did this with a client a couple of weeks ago. I had someone who um, was in, on, um, on the session with me and they said, you know, I'm really here. I don't know where to go with this. I, I don't know whether to go this way or that way. And the nature of the question isn't important. It's more of just this way or that. So I asked her, I said, well, imagine if you actually went forward with this and how does that feel in your solar plexus, in your gut. And she said, my stomach feels really hard. It feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel good. It feels very tight. And I said, okay, now imagine going the other way and making the different choice. And she said, I just feel so relieved. And it, it literally took seconds for her to feel that. And so she was looking for that validation from me, but all I did was turn it back on her to get that information for herself. And our bodies know intuitively what's right for us and what isn't. And we really do need to trust that. And oftentimes you'll find if you have that, if you feel like you, you if you imagine going into that one, one direction and your solar plexus just feels like really tight and it feels very uncomfortable, you'll find that you're trying to make, you're trying to think into the answer and that's not gonna work. You have to feel it. And when you feel it, then you know that that's not the case. Now, if she asked that same question months from now, it may be different. She may have a different response in her body. She may, that solar plexus, you know, the, the tightness in her belly and her, and, her, and her solar plexus might actually ease up a little bit if she asked that question at a later date. Or she might get butterflies in her stomach and it feels like, ooh, that could be an interesting, an interesting way to go. Um, but it might mean that the circumstances have changed or it's a better time for her to make that decision. Um, or she may never experience that, that a difference in that response at all. But the thing is, she's tuned into that now so she can continue to ask that question um, if she feels like maybe it's time to make a different choice. So try that. Next time you're kind of stuck and you're kind of in your head about a decision, ask yourself, what is, what, imagine yourself making one decision going one way. And what does your solar plexus tell you? And then imagine it the other way. Now, you might be somewhere in the middle with this, but it might mean that you need more information. And that's not a bad place to be. And that's actually good information to come back, that, you know, to, to receive that information back from that response, that you just need more information. And then, then you just know you just don't make any choices at that point. That's not such a bad thing either. So that's one way to trust your intuition, because your, your body is really tuned in, I'm telling you. So trust it. And that's it's an instinct. Um, another thing I found that's very helpful with um, building my psychic abilities and my um, my inner voice is using your voice. OK, so our voice, our communication, the way when we communicate, we're actually utilizing our throat chakra. Right. And our throat chakra is related to our um, clairaudience. Now, clairaudience, we all have clairaudience, 
I, I believe for the most part. I haven't really met anybody who hasn't had some form of clairaudience. Um, some, for some of us, it may be stronger than others. We just pay attention to it more. But clairaudience is that the, the voice in your mind. Okay, it sounds like your own, own my mind's voice a lot of times. That's the subjective audience. And that um, mind's voice will oftentimes give us information, right? So, it, and, you know, there is objective clairaudience, but that's a totally different thing. But most of the time, we all experience that inner voice, that thing that sounds like we're talking to ourselves. And we say, I wonder why I'm this. I'm like, are you thinking that? Or are you receiving it? So the way to really build your clairaudience is by working your throat chakra, and that's by singing and talking and using your voice. And I will tell you that, um, I mean, people that know me, well, well, the people that really, really know me know that I, I have a voice. But when they first all met me, <laughs> they probably would tell you. Anybody who would, if they think back when they first met me, they say, oh, my God, she's so quiet. She never says a word. Um, I'm one of those people. I don't feel like I need to, um, I don't feel like I need to infringe on people's space with my voice if I don't need to. It's one of those things I just don't. Um, but as if I get to know somebody, you can't shut me up. But what I find is, is that when I'm really tuned into to spirit when I'm really tuned into the work that I'm doing I'm really tuned into somebody and I'm working with them intuitively that my voice actually gets stronger and and with and in, in also my inf the information that's flowing through me actually gets stronger so I know that that's my clear audience okay so the what you can do to strengthen up it's like using a muscle you, you know strengthening up that inner voice that's in that clear audience voice that um, that you can receive that information from is to use your voice. And you could be singing in the car to the radio. You could be singing in the shower. You could, um, if if you if you enjoy um, chanting, like there's that call and response chanting, like someone like Krishna Das. That's a great way to to work your your throat chakra. Um, anything where you're using your voice is really, really helpful to tuning up your throat chakra. And so you can do that in your car, like I said, you can do that in the shower. Um, I, I find that the, you know, the more work I do, um, the more I hum a lot. And so I, and a, a lot of times I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm just humming while I'm like washing the dishes or walking around, doing the laundry. And um, it's, I feel like it's just I'm unconsciously tuning up my, <laughs> my clear audience. So if you find that you're, you're holding your voice you're not saying what you need to say. You don't have opportunities to use your voice. Find ways to do that, okay? And that will help you with your own inner voice so you can hear it better and it, you can strengthen it and it be clearer for you. Uh, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be speaking, although speaking is the best. Um, I've seen some, I see auras with people a lot when I'm working with them. And I will see the colors, you know, the beautiful blue of the throat chakra around people who aren't necessarily talkers, but they're really good communicators, maybe written word. So um, they may, you know, they may not be um, in meetings all the time, but they may actually be writing manuals for um for uh, a company, um, they have to get their point across. They have to get information across. You know, there's something you know, that could be anything like that. If you don't feel comfortable using your voice, or you're not in a place where you can do that, at least put your your pen to paper at some point and just let 
your words flow in some way. Um, even if you have to like copy over words from something just to get into the flow of it, into the words and to feel the words as you're writing them um, or typing them, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with, that is a, like that can open the door to strengthening your clairaudience as well. You don't necessarily have to be speaking because um, you're still using your mind's voice with that. So that's, you know, Again, so if you're not feel if you don't feel comfortable hearing your own voice, I, I, it's funny. I just heard someone the other day. I don't like my own voice, and and they were complaining about it. And so if that bothers you, until you learn to love your own voice, try writing, try typing, anything like that, or humming along to to some song, you know, to some music that you love, um, and that in itself will help you that that little voice in your mind um, get tuned up. All right, and that's something you practice every day. So that's one thing so singing and asking that question or the other thing is more of a way of living and and before I, I i say this um living an intuitive life really is a lifestyle and it it seeps into every part of your life the more you are aware of it okay and when i first started opening well I was I've always a, was a very intuitive child I felt everything I saw things I heard things I I felt people's energy I I just had a sense about people even as a young child and as things started to happen in my life and I had different experiences and people were telling me oh that's not true what you feel about them is not true um, oh no they're a nice person even though I had you know firsthand experience that someone may not have had my best interest at heart I had people telling me these things. Um, and that happens to a lot of people as a child when you said, oh, no, don't say a word. Shh. No, no, no. Um, you learn, you lose your voice and you, and you stop trusting what you're feeling is true. And so over time, um, we have to relearn how to see the world. And that's what, at least in my case, that was happened um, when I had um to how this all this whole opened up for me many years ago was that I was dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety that just ramped up quite a bit. It, it kind of snuck up on me, and I started finding ways to deal with that through meditation. And through meditation, I started hearing the the spirit speak to me, and so that was clairaudiently, which is what I spoke about. And I had to learn a whole way of seeing myself in the world because it sort of broke open all these myths that I developed around how the world was um, and the things that I kind of put to the side because of what people told me was true and what wasn't true and what you're feeling is true, la, la, la. So I had to learn a whole new way of experiencing everything, including my relationships around me, friendships, everything. And that was part of my medium journey. You know, to as I became more, uh, as I stepped onto the path of being a medium and an intuitive. So one of the things that I found was really helpful with this was, and I know a lot of you have heard of this book, but The Four Agreements by John uh, uh, Miguel Ruiz. So it's the four agreement. One of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. And, and if you want to live an life you kind of have to not as personally because it gives you a more objective view on the world by looking at 
at the world that way instead of taking anything personally. The things that most people do is not because of you. The things that people say, even if even if you feel wronged by somebody, um, most likely it's not because of you that it's 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 more about them. So I would pick up that book, The Four Agreements, and and look at it every once in a while. It's a great book just for for um, life guidance, and and it and it helps by putting that to practice by not taking anything personally. You look at the world more objectively, so that you can accept what you feel intuitively more easily than letting your own stuff get in the way. And you can really feel if something, you know, something isn't right for you or not right for you. Like it, it, it takes out, oh, that person doesn't like me or um, or you know, it, the stories, the narratives that you come up in your head about, you know, if something if someone doesn't text you back right away. Oh, my gosh, they're avoiding me. Oh, my goodness. Um, all those things that kind of gets in the way of really tuning into what the real story is and the insecurities and things like that. Um, if you can learn not to take things personally, and it's not easy to do all the time, and it is a practice, and it takes, I, for me, it's taken many years. Um, I'm still working on it, but I've gotten so much better at it, um, that you can actually listen to your own, your own voice and not listen to that voice in your head. I mean, the, 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 not the stories, the narrative that tell you that, that, some, that something is true when it isn't. And you actually know when you have that knowing of what's true and what isn't. Okay. And then you can strengthen that muscle. So that's, that's, those are my three things that I would give to you to, to look at. Look at the, look at the four agreements. Start implementing practice of that awareness into your life. Also ask the question, ask your body, how does it feel about some choice that you have in mind let it let it speak to you and don't judge it um there's sometimes you, you may you may ask that question you know say i, I want to do this or i want to do i am trying to make a decision to go left or right okay and you and you you start getting into your head like well that feels judgmental i've had someone actually say that they said i don't feel right about this i don't feel about right about this partnership that i have an opportunity to go into and my solar plexus is telling me a big no, but but then they go into their head and they say, oh my goodness, I, I feel like I'm being judgmental. I said, no, you're not. You're, you have to trust your body that there's information here that you don't know logically and trust your intuition on that. Okay, that's another reason why the four agreements are really good because you don't go into that space of um, taking anything personally or situation you can get clear information that way uh, I, I love raw intuitive information without all the mess around it uh, you know with the 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 mind chatter of of what are they going to think about me if I say no to this um, you know all these things that that might come in the way of that raw intuitive information and the more that you can clear that away the better you'll trust your intuition and what your your intuitive sense is trying to tell you. So that's what I would recommend. And I will be sharing more of that as time goes on over, over the next month. Actually, next month, I'm going to share some more tips for you. Um, 
so make sure you tune in. And I hope that was helpful. I'd love to hear what your experience has been about that. Is there times when you put some of these into play and it worked for you? Um, are you finding that the more you put into practice that your, your intuition is getting stronger? Um, I'd love to hear your, you know, if you want to call in and, and talk about it, great. If you want to email me, go right ahead through my website. I'd love to hear the stories. I just go on my Facebook page. Um, but there's, um, there's one more thing I, I, I'd like to say about that as well, is that, um, it, and remember I mentioned before about what prompted my journey here was the, you know, the anxiety and the depression and, and, and the um, postpartum depression I was dealing with. And a lot of, and I'm, I'm not going to diagnose anybody on this or everything, but just in my case here, I intuitively after the fact and back into that scenario, that the reason why I was dealing with all of this was because I was ignoring my intuition and I was trusting what other people were saying almost all the time versus what I felt intuitively was true. And it, it prompted a lot of disappointment. It prompted a lot of anger in myself for allowing myself to be led certain ways. And, you know, it just little things like that. So I'm not saying that that's the cause of depression, but I do think that it, it, it can, in some cases, cause anxiety and depression when you're not trusting your own, your own soul's voice, your own, your own intuitive sense and your own, your body talent that this is right for you and this and, and this isn't or this situation is not clearly not well versus um stepping away and sticking in a situation that isn't very good so i am going to um after the break i'm going to try something new here too i've got a deck of angel cards here that i'm going to pull some cards and I'm going to give you all a message and uh, we'll just see what comes up it'll be fun um but also if you'd like to call in for a reading, get in the queue for that. It's 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. And just another program note as well. Next week, we are on um, holiday break for Memorial Day to observe Memorial Day here in the States. And then I'll be back the week after that with Anne Hentz. And we'll be talking about the Tarot. If you're interested in the Tarot, I have her on every month. Um, the first Monday of every month, and then the following week, I have a special guest as well, John Holland, who will be back on. We'll be talking about similar topic than what we're talking about today, but it'll be. I hope you'll join us for that. But put that on your calendar as a reminder every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern time to join me here on Unity Radio. And again, um, if you can go to my website and sign up for my email email letter, um, that's laurawister.com. So I'd love to hear your stories about where you didn't listen to your intuition or where you did and where that you, where you had some success with that. I think that would be awesome thing to share with, with everybody here um, who's listening in. All right, so I'll be back in just a few moments on The Intuitive Life. Thank you. 
Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Intuitive Life. And I am taking your calls today, 816-251-3555. And before I go to the callers in the queue here, I just I just pulled a couple of angel cards. Um, I've been playing these lately, and it's just kind of this. So I picked three cards, and the first card that um, that came up was purpose. And purpose, like a lot of times people really focus on life purpose. Like, what do I do? What's my purpose? I need to get, you know, they feel like there's, uh, they want their, they want, they want a plan. They want something to work on and, and know that they're fulfilling their life purpose. And sometimes I think we overcomplicate that process of uncovering life purpose okay um and it's so be careful about trying to connect purpose with work sometimes they they are connected um but for the most part it's you'll find your purpose weave through your whole life okay and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something where you're earning money or that's connected to your work. Um, I know many people who they go to their job every day and they just know it's a task that they do and they enjoy it and they have a great time, but their purpose they find is really sometimes just the relationships they have with people and how they they interact with people and what they prompt with the people around them, whether it be at work or, or their friends or something. There may be something that they inspire their, their circle with people that they connect with and that's their purpose it's it it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a job title or the you know your back or anything like that so so kind of um feeling kind of stuck with trying to figure out what your your life's purpose is um where do you feel most alive it could just be that moment where you help somebody you, know, you held the door open whatever at the at, you know it that too i think for the most part ultimately that's what our purpose is in life anyways is that it's to help here to you're here to help others that's that's it simple as that and if if something in some way what you're doing is helping others then there you go already and and um it's how you live your life um the second card i picked grace okay it's allowing grace to step in and help you with your life um when opportunities come up and and like let's say that an opportunity comes up that you're nervous about um, taking on um, something new, you know, and and but you've been hoping for something and an, an opportunity or something, but you just don't know what it was. But an opportunity pops up, and often it's life, you know, um, it's grace showing itself in your life to give you an opportunity to step up and try something new and step out of your comfort zone. And and I and I did that um, uh, many years ago when I was on this path and I really didn't know if this was why I should be, again, I was struggling with my life purpose. I used purpose, I don't know. And I remember saying to spirit and sitting in prayer and saying, spirit, if I'm supposed to be doing this work, bring me the opportunities. And no matter how scared I am and no matter if I feel I'm ready for it, I will say yes. And I allowed grace to take over. And that's what brought me to a lot of things I'm doing today. So grace. So just allow grace to have its have its way with you with bringing opportunities to you 
and um, putting aside your insecurities, your fear um, of what people um, might think of you, anything like that, and allow grace to speak to you. Already. And the third card I picked, simplicity. Simplicity. So um, a lot of times, <laughs> try not to overcomplicate things. Sometimes I think people really, really, really overcomplicate life. Um, I'll oftentimes get emails from people who are looking for guidance about, um, let me see, I'm trying to think of something in particular. They're just looking for, for like, what do I do? How do I do that? And Sim simply, simply said, just get curious. <laughs> I think people always look for a process to do things. Um, and they're like, what's the right way to do this? What's the right way to do that? If I want to do this, I'm like, hold on a second. First of all, you're asking the question, so you're very curious. So go find the answer on your own. Don't ask everybody for all the answers. Allow yourself to uncover those answers. Get Come, come, come back to the simplicity of being a student and in a childlike way. And I'm not saying childish, but childlike. Look at the world in a simple way, in a childlike way, and get curious. Uncover the answers yourself rather than asking somebody else for those. Um, you end up bringing the tools that you need to find those answers on your own. So keep it simple. Don't don't run run to everybody asking for asking for guidance for about every single move in your life. Um, get curious. All right. Um, I remember I was I was I took some college courses many years ago and um, I had a teacher of mine who always said to me, "Why do you never ask questions?" <laughs> and I purposely didn't because I I remember saying to him I said because during a test I can't ask you a question. I need to figure out how to on my own. And he goes, fair answer. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of times, if if unless I'm really, really, really stuck, I will I will literally try to find the answer on my own so that I can learn how to find the answers on my own. So keep it simple. Go. That's what children do. They don't. I mean, they, yes, they ask a lot of questions of us, but they also get very curious and they start. They just play and they figure, okay, if I if I do this. What's this? What am, what's how's this? What's going to happen with this? You know, you see them playing with sticks and everything. And and like if I if I have this, if I see a pond here and if I float a leaf on it, what's it going to do? And then just watch it happen. Um, keep it simple and get curious. So those are the cards, and I'm just sort of riffing on that. So, anyways, so let's get to the callers already. So Lani. Okay, let's bring Lilani on. Hello, Lilani. Hi, how are you today? Good, thanks. Thanks for calling. What can I help you with today? So, so lovely to be on your show, and I just, it feels so good to be around someone that's uh, like, you know, like me a little bit. I'm in big transition. I'm actually in Santa Monica, California. I was guided to leave Colorado. I'm looking for a place to live. I have a healing arts practice, and I offer some intuitive healing, and I need more clients. Um, I'm just kind of in this big unknown right now, so any guidance you have would be appreciated. Okay. Okay. So you, so you want to grow your practice? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. So how long have you had the space that you're in right now? 
The living space. Oh, the um, are you? Do you have an office right now that you're working out of? Are you? No, just I work. Working for, from I home? do long distance healing and Reiki over the phone and spiritual counseling and past life regression. It's all remote. Oh wow! Okay, wonderful, great. So, so the yes. world is your office. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Okay. Well. Well, I will definitely keep in mind that, you know, what we're coming out of here. Okay. So that's going to have some impact on, on patterns of, of people searching out this work. Um, people, you know, so at the, in the immediate right now in the immediate future here, what, what I'm finding for a lot of people is that people starting to get back into routines now. So they may not be focused on getting healing work. I mean, maybe they will, maybe mm. they won't, but that may not be the, the pattern that's happening at the moment. And that's kind of what I'm seeing with, right now okay so allow mm-hmm. a little bit of time you know for this to start to to get back into a sense of normalcy when people start searching out um this work again okay um it just it just feels like the past three weeks like everybody's sort of just focused on let's get back into the into gear and and mm-hmm. um reconfiguring the, the life to go back to what it was so but looking forward for you um I mean, you have a clientele. I can see that already, correct? I mean, there is a clientele that you have. Um, There's three clients currently. Okay, okay. So, but you want to be seen more. Um, what what I'm what I'm seeing around you, and I and this is not an indication of your work at all. Okay, so I want to make that very clear. But I see I see. Um, this came up the other day. It's so funny. I, I've been seeing the turtle popping up around people occasionally, and what that means mm. is slow and steady wins. Slow and steady wins the race. Okay, so that's what I'm seeing with you is steady, slow growth. And I don't want you to feel because you may not feel like things are growing that quickly, not doing what you need to do, or that your work isn't worth it. Okay, so that's I was one in mind already. So. Right now, it's it's about building awareness about the work that you offer, okay? Mm. So the thing that I'm seeing, though, with this is that um, I, I don't see a, a – the, the, as I connect with you, I don't feel like there's one thing that is your thing. Like, everybody's got their gateway thing that they – any pro- uh, practitioners, they sort of have, um, for example um, – People, I'm just going to put my, how this worked out for me. I used to just read cards and do intuitive readings. And then, and then the secondary thing was mediumship and energy healing, right? So my main thing was reading cards intuitively, right? So people came to me for that and then discovered the other things beyond that. Now it's switched. I'm getting more medium intuitive and that people know me more for the mediumship now. So if you like, what's your gateway? Like, what is it that people come to you first? Like, what are you known for as the number one thing? Well, Reiki, although my sessions are more than just Reiki, I'm, I'm incorporating some healing techniques from past lives. Um, and my Reiki sessions have turned into, I also offer what I would call spiritual counseling in the beginning, just listening offering tools, any books that may arise, allowing the client to uh, vent, if you will, before the session. And I'm having really wonderful progress, specifically with one client. She's now dis-ease-free in her body after working with me for a year. 
And I call the sessions Reiki sessions because that word is more known, but they're really intuitive energy healing sessions. Like I said, I'm incorporating uh, some healing techniques from when I remember being on Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so your, so your main thing is healing. No, no matter what you, what you call it, it's it's healing. That's your main thing. Okay. Yeah. So, so the thing is too, like you, obviously you've mentioned you, you're bringing intuitive counseling into this as well. Um, what might and I'm just this is just a thought. You know, knowing mm-hmm. a lot of people who do this do this do healing work, um, that some people are resistant to thinking to to going in for a healing session sometimes because mm. their thought of their perception of what healing is it's not what we think of it as healing you know energetically so they'd be like mm-hmm. why would i need that i don't need any healing i'm good you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but but there may be guidance that you have to offer them that may have nothing to do with literally reiki okay so i almost want to get people to know you mm. in a different way outside of of Reiki outside of healing and not to, not that you mm. don't have that in your toolbox for them but that that you can maybe sometimes start with the intuitive counseling um, or you'll just find people come to you for that and not get um, receive Reiki healing from you have, okay. you, have anybody just ask you come did anybody ever ask to come to you just for the, for the counseling and not the healing no Okay, that that mm-hmm. might be that might be what's happening here. Sometimes people just want intuitive guidance, but they don't feel like they're ready for the healing. Or they don't feel like they need it, or they may not be mm-hmm. in the space to think that they even need it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I, I think if I if if I was to do that, I mean, just, just looking at my own practice, if I put Reiki first, there's a lot of people I'd never make connections with. And it's mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with Reiki. It's just that it's some other people may not have an awareness of what's possible with that and they might not feel they need it you know so is there a is there a way to introduce your intuitive spiritual counseling without the healing aspect of it you know i'm one of those people that are highly sensitive and i'm not on social media Mm -hmm. so i'm leaning on spirit and my guides to bring clients to me and i i know a healer who did that long ago and he just would get calls out of the blue before social media even uh, with people saying I talked to your personal assistant I'm ready for a healing session and he didn't have a personal assistant <laughs> so that's kind of the realm I'd like to tap into I literally get physically ill on Facebook and social media so I do have a business card all these three clients their word of mouth uh, I just need like five to eight clients a week and I would be golden but I like what Mm -hmm. you said um, and I know you know it's fascinating all of my clients are different and I have to meet them where they're at I can't quote be woo woo with one of them but another one I can be over the top woo woo and then the third one I have to basically listen and allow him to vent and then go into Reiki and what I love about this Reiki light healing is this it's it's not even me. It's between the client and their guides and angels, and I call in different um, uh, archangels and different. I call in Catherine Coleman lately. She's been helping me, and that's what I love about this healing. Is it's not me. It's not the client. It's working on a level that we don't even know about with our mind. 
it's working on the energy bodies and the chakras. Right. And mm-hmm. I love this work so much. I, I love what you said earlier, like, great spirit, if this is my work to do, bring me more clients, you know? It took me so long to step into this because 11 or 12 years ago when I studied it, it was so woo-woo that I would say mm-hmm. the word and people would run. And right. in the past, several past lives, I was killed as a healer. So I've had to heal mm-hmm. some of that before I could really step into it in this life. But I'm ready yeah. and I'm excited and I love it. Yeah. And Good. I love seeing the, the turnaround and the healing with my clients. That's wonderful. Yeah. And that's, it just shows that, you know, you're, you're in, you're in the right space. It means you're doing, you're on the right, right path, obviously, if there's an excitement and you see the, you see the progress that your clients are, are, are experiencing through your work. Um, and, you know, and like you said, like the thing that you had mentioned that I had said that rang true to you is that, okay, mm-hmm. spirit, bring me, bring me the work, the opportunities. I'm ready. Right. Yeah. But there's another thing too. Um, another thing too that that you can and i know you mentioned that you don't like social media i i know that and i i completely understand if i didn't have to be on social media i wouldn't because uh, i'm i'm very mm-hmm. sensitive to it as well i have to step off of it a lot because i just I, I get it mm-hmm. it's just not the best place but um it's kind of nowadays it's kind of like um you know, it's like the phone book used to be. You, you kind of have to start somewhere, right? And then mm. gradually the energy builds, okay? Um, so I wouldn't write it off completely, but find a way that you feel comfortable with managing it. Like give yourself, okay, I'm only going to be on Facebook for five minutes a day mm. or five minutes a week. Whatever it is that you feel that mm. you need to do so that your people are aware of you, okay? It's really important that people are aware of who you are. That's where people go a lot of times that people gather it's like think of them as a gathering places where people get to know who you are it's a community Mm. right but just knowing you have full control over what you take in energetically from facebook or social media and what you experience you control the experience that you have you have control over that and you and and you're coming from a very positive place too you can also Mm -hmm add your positive energy to that platform, whatever platform you choose. Mm. So know that you know that you can bring some light to it rather than mm. protecting yourself from what you feel is dark in it. Okay. Mm. So, um, so think of it that way, even if it's just in small, tiny baby steps, because it really is kind of what you kind of have. It's almost like you have, to, like you used to have to be in the, <laughs> like, and it's, but do it on your terms, do it on your terms. Don't feel like you have to follow other people's leads how they manage their social media process, process, um, 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 footprint. Okay. Um, okay. make it yours. Okay. And, and I know just let that sit with you. If it doesn't feel right, that's totally cool. But the thing is like, I've heard people say before, um, you know, I, I've, I know, um, student mediums who they really, really want to be working mediums and they really, really, really didn't like their day job. And so they said, spirit's going to provide. I'm going to quit my job and spirit will provide. And it didn't work out so well um, because there may be some experiences you need to have in the muggle world that may not be so, um, so, you know, maybe not so positive or maybe that's you're supposed to be there to, to maybe lighten up that part of, of the, um, 
of that, that existence, the social media online existence. So I don't want you to think, look at it as, I don't want you to look at social media as inherently bad. Um, that it may be something you need to kind of keep your toe in a little bit, um, knowing that you have full control over what you bring to it and what you absorb from it as well. Um, it's, it might be one of those things you just kind of have to do in order to make connections with people. You might be surprised by the connections you make. Okay. Um, all right. So I don't want you to write it off okay. too much. Um, you know, when you when we look at something wholeheartedly, 100%, like spirit will provide. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> so um, a little bit of both, you know. And and I, I do believe that it's funny how sometimes um, on social media. I've connected with people that I was so blessed to connect with them on, on social media. And, the, and we found each other in the most unusual way through that. Mm. Like, how did I find you? How did, how did you pop up in my, and it's just like, oh my God, I'm so at you. And then it's some of the best connections I've had and they end up being really so, um, so just know that that like attracts like, and the people that um, have really good intentions for the most part are going to find you and they'll get to know you and they'll feel more comfortable calling you and and making that energetic connection with you. If they don't know who you are, it's really hard for them to get to know who you are. All right. Um, and, and, and without um, some people don't want to just book an appointment with not knowing who you are. Right. And social media gives you gives people a chance for you to express that and with in a safe way. So they don't feel like they're, you know, they're stepping in an unfamiliar territory. Already, so okay. that might be one place. So I think you're, you're. I think recognizing. I mean, I, I feel like I just say in, in the next five months or so, I feel slow growth around you with your work and your practice, and it's it's maybe slowly implementing some, some small changes. I just I don't feel like huge changes that you have to make, just small changes, plus the the assistance of. Um, COVID moving along in the states here, and just kind of, you know, the, not people not worrying about it so much anymore, and and focusing more on um, maybe getting some some work done with you, you know, working on with you uh, energetically. So there's a lot of things happening here. So so um, I feel like you're on the right path with it, and just let people more people know about you. All right, and just ask spirit to bring the people that will benefit the most from your work. And, and okay. however they come through, whether it be social media, whatever. Okay. Um, let me just see what else. Are you are you writing as well? Why do I see writing around you? I dream writing. I'm not writing. It's one of my dreams. You you dream about writing? I mean, it's a dream to to, to write, but I'm not writing. Okay. Okay. All right. So I was just uh-huh. seeing a lot of um, seeing. I was seeing writing being done around you. So I think my sense is that's coming up for you. Okay. Um, you, you're going to feel more more inclined to do some of this some writing. Um, not right away. I don't. I'm not saying to jump out, jump out, and get a notebook and start writing today. But um, I think you're going to feel like there's more to write about in in the next uh, probably the second half of the year here as we go in the end of the second half of the year um you know going into the new year all right there's just something i feel like there's more for you that you want to bring forth in words okay so just know that you'll feel that inclination to work more that way um towards the end of the year all right um let me see what else is coming up around you there's um you're not a leo are you 
No, I'm a double Scorpio Aries moon. Okay. Do you have a Leo that's close to you? Uh, a boyfriend that's in Morocco that I'm not really sure where we stand. Uh. Oh, also my, <laughs> also my sister's a Leo. Okay, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the relationship here. Um, you're uh, not sure where you stand, huh? You're not you're not in the same place physically. No, I'm in Santa Monica. He's back in Morocco. He's Muslim. I'm not. I'm older. We're kind of a secret. It's it's a whole oh, wow. story, but we're definitely uh, soulmates and have had, have had past lives together. But I feel like he might be looking for a wife and doing that tradition to make his mother happy. Gotcha. So, yeah, sort that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the past life connections aren't the best, li- you know, connections in life, yeah. actually. So it really is. Yeah. So, They're really yeah, painful can, oh, sometimes. It, it can be, and it can be very... It, it, that familiarity can be, um, mm-hmm. yeah, can be viewed as, as something that happened in this life, and it's not such a healthy thing. So, um, mm-hmm. I do think um, that there's some resolution happening between the two of you in the next few months. So um, that's what I'm seeing between the two of you. So there's either, either more, um, yeah, there's more of, uh, yeah, more resolution. You'll you'll understand where it's going more, and then it, actually pretty quickly in the next like mm, maybe eight weeks at the most, somewhere around there. Okay. All right. So there's definitely resolution there. Um, and the last thing is um, one last bit of advice in the last 15 seconds of the show. Uh, do you have a website already? I do. Okay. Um, I just feel like there's the need. To, I don't know what your website is, but I'm just feeling like the the need to sort of tighten up your message on on your website. So just take a peek at that. Okay. Have a friend look at it. Okay. Okay. So I hope that helps tighten in some up. way, Lilani. Yeah. It yeah, does. Just a wee bit. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you in two weeks with Anne Henson. We'll talk about the tarot. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.